What's up, Dunwoody? Happy Thanksgiving. I hope you're having a nice week. Uh, the Weber house was a little crazy this week with the kids home from school. It's tough to find a quiet spot in the house to record and edit a podcast with a three-year-old and a seven-year-old dude walking in every 10 minutes, but um, yeah, we'll get through it. When I'm home alone with the kids, I spend a lot of time walking around the yard on phone calls, whether real estate or pizza-related, because it's too loud in the house. I probably look like a crazy person with my neighbors because I've always got my AirPods in my ears, and I talk with my hands a lot. It's been a fun week, though. Uh, lots of family time, and that's what this season's about. So, happy Thanksgiving from our family to yours. This week's guest is Adam Friedman. Adam has a couple businesses around town. He is Dunwoody PC which is a residential computer repair company servicing the Dunwoody area for the last 14 years. He also recently purchased the local Soho office in the Kroger Shopping Center at Jet Ferry in Mount Vernon. But that's not why he'll be on today's show. He's coming on today's show because he supports the local Dunwoody community. He's given his money to my son's school, Chestnut, even though his children never went to school there. He jumps into the conversations in my Facebook groups and is always the first to tell the group about his experiences at Dunwoody restaurants. He's on the show today because he provides value to Dunwoody and to our listeners. That's what Adam does. That's what Nina does. Chief Grogan, Michael Smith, Steve Fortenberry, uh, Bill Grossman, whoever was on the show before him, I don't remember. We want to speak with folks that make Dunwoody a better place to live. And we've got some value-stuffed upcoming shows scheduled on the calendar with a a couple of council members, uh, Brett Friedman from Village Ortho, Audra Anders from the AHA Connection, and even Mayor Shortle has made time for us on his calendar this holiday season. So thanks for coming along for the ride. Here's Adam Friedman. What's up, Dunwoody? Welcome back to the What's Up, Dunwoody podcast. All right, let's begin. Are we actually recording? We're recording. Okay, all right. So we're here with Adam Friedman. I already did my lawnmower joke, so I can't do it. You go door to door. As part of your job to go fix people's uh, computers. That's correct. Not lawnmowers. But there is somebody right near you, Matt, that does exactly that. He'll come to your house, fix your lawnmower. Really? And his back of his car says, like, lawnmower repair done with you or something like that. Wish you would have told me that two weeks ago because I took it to Home Depot and it took three weeks for them to get it back to me. Yeah. I feel like we should properly plug that guy. But, yeah. But here we are with a computer guy instead. Yeah. <laughs> How are you guys doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can you fix my lawnmower? Well, if you want to get your lawnmower on your uh, on your network, I can probably uh, patch it in, and so you can remotely manage your lawnmower. Yes, nice, yes. Nice. And there is a guy in my neighborhood that has an autonomous lawnmower. It's. Have you seen those? I've yeah. not. Yeah. So they had to come out. They laid the wire around his lawn to basically so the lawnmower doesn't go mow some other guy's lawn, and then it goes very thin layers at a time. It doesn't. It it takes multiple sweeps of the lawn. But then, you know, like a day later, you've got your, you know, lawn mode, uh-huh. and then it goes back to its little computer What if somebody just grabbed it from the yard, though? Uh, it, it, so it does have some sort of, like, sensor that's like, oh, I've been abducted, you know, I can't. I'd be, I'd be thinking every time I came home, there'd be this dead lawnmower in the center of my yard yeah. with half my yard mode. <laughs> Right, so. it, it must detect when the battery's low, and at the last second it goes back to its, like, little charging station. I think that's how it works. And this is probably enough about lawnmowers. Adam, tell us about computers. Okay, what do you want to know about computers? Um, I just keep seeing your name everywhere I go on Facebook, and so that's why you're here. Excellent. uh, Are computers the next thing? Thought you'd be a fun guy to talk with. Well, computers are a really fun... Yeah, back Now up. you don't have to be that close. Yeah, back yeah. up. Exactly. Back up a exactly little, little bit more. Yeah. Okay, I'm going back. Just I'm regular. Getting, I'm getting more comfortable now. Perfect. Rewind. Okay. Are computers the next big thing? <laughs> I think everyone is going to eventually have a computer in their house. What? <laughs> Just one. Just and it's going to do everything from turn on, turn off. Um, there are... Uh, 
There are there's some. No, okay. Where are you going with that? Where are you going with that? There Get that away go. from me. <laughs> so yeah, so uh, so my name is Adam Friedman. I am Dunwoody PC, and I've been uh, running a residential computer repair business in Dunwoody primarily for the last 14 years. So if you haven't used me before, one of your neighbors has used me or one of your friends. And you're hyper-focused on Dunwoody. You won't travel too far out of Dunwoody. I will not travel too far out of Dunwoody because there's plenty of people who live in Dunwoody and just like you need a plumber or an electrician, you're gonna need a computer guy. I mean, it may not be on every task that you have to do, but you absolutely are gonna get to a point where you gotta call in an expert who kinda knows what they're doing. Um, you know, and I tell people, I may not know everything, but if I can figure it out way quicker than you can, like within an hour where it would take you, you know, all weekend and, you know, I kind of preserve your marriage and your, <laughs> and, and, uh, and I'll get things fixed. Um, and, uh, and, uh, yeah, I've, I've been doing it now for 14 years and, uh, it's been great. You know, it's true because if your computer is broken and you're trying to parent at the same time, you're a, you can't do those two things. No, you you're can't. a horrible parent at that point. Right. You're just like, get out of my face. Leave me alone. And the kids are like, what is wrong? You right. know? And you're like, okay, hey, kids, guess where we're going today? We're going up to Fry's or we're going to Micro Center, right? It's like, you know, that's my kids are like, I, I used to do that with my kids. I have uh, twin 16-year-old boys that uh, are juniors at Dunwoody. And, uh, and we uh, um, go, okay, guys, uh, hey, can we... Can we get, we're going to go to Costco. Dad's taking you guys. To, we don't want to go to Costco. I'm like, come on. There's And what am I doing at Costco? I'm looking at computers, laptops, uh, the newest, uh, you know, Samsung and, L, and LG uh, awesome OLED and QLED TVs. And they're like, can we go now? Can we go? I'm like, dude, what do you want? There's TVs, there's electronics, there's hot dogs for a buck fifty. Are they Why interested not? in the same stuff you are, though? Um, well, so they're they're fraternal. Um, one's total like right brain and one's total left brain. That's cool. So I got one who is my math and science kid who uh, is more on the programming side of technology. Like he loves to code and loves to at least tell me he loves to code. And uh, my other kid is like history poli sci. Yeah. Like they're totally like totally different. Two, one, ca two, one car, or two cars. One what, car. What well, kind of, actually, what, what kind of Dunwoody PC money are we talking here? Like, uh, they share well, in a car. So three three years ago, I grew up in Connecticut, and I've always loved four by fours and just trucks, kind of vehicles. And so three years ago, I was driving around and I found a I called it kind of a unicorn. It was a two thousand one Forerunner. So it's a four by four Forerunner, great vehicle, car. It stayed and the same for they a long last time. forever, right? So it had one hundred and eighty two thousand miles on it. And I said, this is going to be perfect for the boys when they are able to drive. And uh, so I bought it as having like the dumper car to take to Home Depot and stuff like that. And uh, and I started driving it way more than the car I had at the time. It was just a lot of fun to drive. And it's just, you know, it's a truck. It drives like a truck. And so uh, now flash forward three years, one of them got his license in April. So he started driving it. And they really, we live, we live in Dunwoody. Wait, one of them did? The other one was like, eh, not, we'll for, get to not for me. We'll get to that in a moment. <laughs> the left brain so, kid, right? So the, the, the poli sci kid got the license first. The history poli sci kid got the license first. That we, I took him for the same day to get their test. And, uh, but really they don't, he wasn't driving anywhere. You know, they, they both work at the uh, Jet Ferry Chick-fil-A. So they were, he was work he was driving from our house to Chick-fil-A. They don't drive to school because A, Dumbity High School doesn't have enough parking spaces. And B, if they say, you know what, you can park at St. Luke's and walk or whatever the, the transportation, we live closer than St. Luke's to get to Dunwoody. So it's like, <laughs> why not just walk from Dun from the house? And that's what they do. The other child, it took more than one test to get their license. Uh, he is now licensed, um, and so Poor they, kid. <laughs> I did that same thing. And so you uh, didn't have a twin brother though that got yeah, his license. Yeah, that's true. I didn't study at all. I yeah, but you know, fine. it's you know, from our generation to this generation, 
you know, I turned 16. I think I was there the next day trying to get my license. Yeah. yeah. You know, this generation's like, eh, I'll walk. I'll I take, employ a lot I'll of teenagers, Uber. and they don't care. They don't care at all. They don't care. They're like, and, some one of my friends can drive me. Yeah, and it's not, I don't think it's a lazy thing per se. It's a. It's an opportunity thing. It's like, well, why, why do I need to get my license? Why do I need to write in script? Yeah. <laughs> you know, why do I need to do anything that I don't doesn't help me get into college? Very true, very true. Well, it doesn't help that us parents are now like, well, why don't you just pull out a calculator and figure it out? Or say, yeah, exactly. Alexa, what's three times eight? You know? Yeah. I like Alexa's this. about to tell you. Oh, no, no, no. Alexa, sh- stop. No, don't do it. <laughs> I liked uh, when the teacher would be like, you're not always going to have a calculator with you. You know, when we were younger, now we always do have a calculator. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. That's so true. No reason. So, uh, yeah, so, so I... So back to your actual yeah, business let's, let's get back yeah. to the PC. Okay, so the Dumbity PC business, so, you know, I was saying it's 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 about uh, 1 o'clock today, so standard day of mine is I had three jobs this morning. Uh, one job was uh, the guy got a new Comcast router, and he needed to swap it out, which... If you've never, if you've done it before, it's simple. Wow, you do everything. Yeah, so Comcast routers. So that seems like a job for Comcast. Comcast will send it to you. Oh, and they and they and they and they and they, you know, he they could... say self-install. Well, self-install is great, but what if you have a like a, a mesh network like an Orbi, which they have, mm. and so you have to figure out how to connect the the computer up directly to the router, and then you know this guy had somebody, some previous computer guy had put in some random DNS settings on his on his network card, so it wasn't show, all this stuff that you don't. Was this know. Terry Nall? No. Okay. He had the same problem though, right? Because I saw you were trying to help him with that. I, I did recommend to, to Terry to get the order. Yeah, on Facebook, I but, saw that. That's but uh, yeah, I happened to I happened to see that, and yeah, so I recommend he Terry's like, I have a I have a problem like you and everybody else, and so I recommended that Orby thing to him. So that was one. The second one was, and you know, so my customer base is a mixture of grandma and grandpa, which they think, oh, you're a computer guy. Every one of your clients is five years away from you know moving out of Dunwoody to assisted living, and I'm, it's not. The case at all, yeah. um, you know. We have a lot of uh, dual income here, where both people work and they don't have time to work on technology. And they're like, you know what? We'll just bring in somebody, let them do it, shake hands, go away. And if I have a problem, I'll call them up. And uh, speaking of that, you're like Uber Tech, like I Uber am. Eats, but Uber, <laughs> Uber. Uh, I don't know what the like. <laughs> um, and and so and then after this, like I have one where a guy's got uh, two laptops, and for whatever reason, his iPhone and iPads connect fine to his network. But his laptops have gotten amazingly slow. So then, you know, and you, you try to, like, I always try to teach a man to fish. Like, he's a regular client of mine. I'm walking through a couple things over the phone. And you try to gauge how much they understand what you're asking them to do. You know, do you understand unplugging your router? Do you understand turning off your Wi-Fi, turning it on? Do you understand reseeding this or that? And then you make a determination saying, listen, I'm going to come out if you can't figure out these steps. If you can, hopefully it'll fix your problem and, you know, I don't have to come out. Yeah. And so, you know, I do, I do this all day long, and um, as I drive around Dunwoody, I get to meet interesting people. I get to eat interesting food. Had a little Euro Euro for lunch today Yeah. on the way before I came out here. I don't even know that one. Euro Euro? Next to Empire that guy Pizza. I actually just asked if he could come on the show. Oh, oh, interesting. He's a good food. Good, yeah. good Euros over there, yeah. Good guy? Yeah. Uh, I don't know him. Yeah. I know, I think it's a relative or something that runs the register okay but they're super nice people and the food's always good there all right and uh you need you need like a uh, a plug bell yeah <laughs> and so I've, I've built up a pretty good customer base like uh you know i don't i have i have partners that do things that i don't do like i have a company that does website design because you know I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm not a website designer that's definitely more creative than what i am um i don't do business it you know if you have Maybe certain you guys should talk after the show that would be and you don't code either i don't code and I don't do I don't do business IT. So if you have servers, if you have multiple, if you have 
you know, if you have 20 users, 20, 20 computers and, you know, a shared printer, shared this, a file server, you know, and, and like a, you know, a Microsoft Exchange environment, you know, don't call someone like, don't call one person mm-hmm. because at some point they're not going to be available to you. You got to call a company. And so I've got a great referral partner in Chambly that does, that does business IT. Who's that? Uh, uh, Harvest Networks. Bing. You know them? No. Harvest did the bang. Thing. Oh, the bang. Yeah. There goes your bing. referral leads, though. Yeah. Edit that out for him. <laughs> yes, so, I know them. Okay. So get ready with the bang. Also, don't do data recovery. Like, if your computer dies and your hard drive, I can pull it out and plug it into something else, get the data off. But if you physically have a bad drive, um, there's a great partner in uh, Chambly or wherever Mercer is, Atlanta, um, called Data Savers. Ding! <laughs> that uh, Data Savers are fantastic. You know, their whole environment, That the only thing they do is data recovery. So they're not cheap, but they're able to get the data off the drive. Uh, oh, wait, let's pause there for a second because do you, do you, would you recommend anybody not use like a cloud-based data storage system? No, not? absolutely not. Wait, you're saying that they should or they should? No, no, absolutely should use a cloud-based yes, storage. Right, so right. I'm a partner for Carbonite. Ding! Um, Carbonite <laughs> is, uh, so because it's not really a question of if a computer hard drive is going to fail, it's really a question of when, right? right? right. So, and then the question is how much of your data is natively stored in the cloud, you know, through like a Dropbox or a OneDrive or a whatever your Google Drive or whatever your service might be. Which of those would you recommend? I like Dropbox. Ding. Yeah, I like Dropbox. Um, I do too. Dropbox uh, works for me. I have a client in Dunwoody now who, she got her computer hacked, like a real hack, not the, you know, you send us gift cards kind of hack. Right. But she got really hacked and they got into her OneDrive account, her Microsoft account. They removed her name from it and added their email address to it. So she can't even she can get to her OneDrive, but so can the bad guy, and she does, she can't log into it anymore because the, her email address was taken off of it. So we're working through that right now to figure out best practices to. And it's not like you can call up Microsoft and be like, "Hey, I've been hacked." You know, you're not going to call Microsoft and end up getting these intermediary fake companies to do that. Yeah, they're like get in line with a thousand other people today that are having the same problem. Well, it just goes. To, it shows you how important something like two-factor authentication is. You know, yes. if somebody. You know, especially with your livelihood of your your passwords and your Dropbox, if you had a two-factor authentication, which if you try to log in and you don't have your, uh, and it, it will send a notification to another device, usually your phone, that says, hey, someone's trying to log in, here's like a five-digit, six-digit code, plug it in, and then you have a closed-loop setup login to a particular service. Um, highly recommended if you're not using that. But no, going back to cloud-based services, uh, Carbonite's the bread and butter. It's $72 a year. Um, it doesn't back up applications, but it backs up all your data. And so you're able to, um, you know, and if you've never restored from Carbonite, I would still recommend hiring somebody to help you to bring the data back in. But it's still way better than, you know, people calling me and saying, my laptop's making this click-click noise when it's trying to access data. And it says, what does this no boot device available message mean? Well, I'm telling you what it means, and you're not going <laughs> to like it. So, yeah, it says on the internet it might be a loose cable, but I can guarantee when you dropped it off the edge of your bed, that's what did it to it. So, uh, no, so that's, uh, that's you know, just a day in my life. of, uh, And I do about five of these, drive around, and it's been very consistent now. I mean, I, I don't market anymore, uh, the, the, the Dunwoody PC stuff, uh, because I don't want to get inundated with all these leads I can't follow up with. I mean, if it's, if it's a computer repair issue, if I can come to your house and do it, I'm going to do it. If I can't do it, I'm going to tell you I can't do it. If it's something where, you know, you stepped on your laptop and you broke the hinge or your power adapter doesn't power anymore, I've got another great partner up in Roswell called Peachtree Computers that Ding. are fantastic for that type of work. Now, they're not, they can come to your house, but that's not really their business. So the value that I bring is I show up, I look objectively at all your stuff, I say, what's the problem? 
We, we, we get rid of all the emotion out of it. I don't care that when you, the last time you connected, you're eating a ham and cheese sandwich and, and your kid was, you're running your kid to you know, basketball after school. That has nothing to do with the issue at hand. Let's focus on... You'll listen to that, though. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, I'll listen to it. You're a part-time psychologist, too. I am part-time computer yeah. repair, part-time marriage therapy, and part-time <laughs> psychologist. An all-around eater. You should bill yourself as that. I like that, you know. And psychic. You should do psychic, too. Oh, this will fail eventually. I, I tell people I'm a computer logician. <laughs> There's well, be like tell this. me more about the eaters. You, you, I know you're uh, on our Dunwoody, what is it, Dunwoody restaurant. restaurant reviews that I started. You, you're on there a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot what my thing was called. Well, I, I wrote a review the other day for a uh, particular steak restaurant um, in Dunwoody. Um, you can say it. Oh wait, you don't want to say it. I, I won't say it okay. because you know they. It wasn't the greatest experience I had. So yeah, and if you'd like to read that review, go, go to, to go to your. There you go. Ding. I don't know the name of the. Pa- I, I don't I know the forgot official name of the page. Dunwoody area restaurant reviews. Yeah, but I had gotten. I got a bunch of contacts afterwards on people on the page, and they're like, "Great review, best review ever." It was basically you went to a steakhouse in Dunwoody, nameless, and uh, it took forty five minutes. We never got our food, and we walked out. And it was a restaurant where. Certain items were sixty plus dollars a steak, Ugh. and you expect a little bit better service than a twelve dollar steak restaurant, and uh, and it was more of a ve- it was partial of, you know then then it gets in that whole like negative review aspect of social media right you know do you really want to post you know what's your point of posting a negative review on a restaurant or on a store or a service are you doing it to tell people how smart you are that you chose the, that you that you will let everybody know that you had a bad experience? Are you doing it because you want compensation from whatever you're complaining about? Or are you just a, a perpetual complainer, right? Mm. And I was doing it, it was partial vent because it was such a bad experience. And, you know, I guess people do look at me, look look up to me a little bit because they know that I eat all the t- eat out all the time. I eat all the time, like most humans. Um, <laughs> but you and, eat out all the time. That's and the- so what, what's interesting is, so my Facebook page is tied to Dunwoody PC. So, That's how I found you. Dot com. And but I get an email the next day from the general manager Ooh. to my Soho office email address, which is another business that I own, and which is interesting. So somebody must have communicated back to that particular general manager. But and and in case this general manager is listening, uh, you know he he prompted he he called me and he emailed me and I, I quite honestly I've got nothing to say to him, so I haven't really engaged it. Um, you know it was a it was a poor experience at the restaurant. And so, but this just shows you the power of social media. Nobody wants a bad review, um, but you know what? You're never going to please everybody. Yeah. I mean, I've I've got 1,500 plus clients done with PC. I've got some people that won't call me ever again. But what you want is for? Did you say something to anybody that worked there while it was I, going I, on? I did talk to the assistant manager who yeah. was on duty. As long this restaurant review thing, I, I want people to complain to the people because I own a restaurant too. I don't know if that, we've talked about that, but I own a little pizza place. And if somebody doesn't say anything to us and then just blast us on social right. media, not nah, cool. But if they're going to say something to us, you know, go ahead afterwards. But what's your what's your definition of blasting on social media? Not what you did, but you know what I mean. Like uh, worse worse than that. I've we've had some bad ones. Yeah, I mean, so so real a uh, funny story. So I've got I've been on Yelp for God knows how many years. Ten, let's say ten years of the fourteen years of my business. You're the first person on Yelp then. Yes, <laughs> and so oh, I'm also on Kudzu. But don't go so uh, MySpace. Yeah, I have a MySpace review. They're every day. Um, so, uh, so one of my I used to live over in the other side of Dunwoody, and one of my neighbors there, who probably won't listen to this podcast, um, posted a she she called me one day and said I got a really I I need something fixed on my computer, and this type of person 
does so much self-medicating on their computer, by the time you get it, it's way worse than the initial problem at hand. You know, it's very easy to go down the rabbit hole and if you don't know what you're doing, and then by the time a professional or someone who claims to be a professional like me comes in, it's it's so far gone. And so I finally was like, I'm, I got so tired of it because I'm like, I'm not going to help her, not going to help her. Not. And a couple of times she ended up calling somebody else. And I was like, fine, that's great. You got somebody else to help you. So then she called me again with an issue. And I was like, you know, and, and, and I wasn't Yelp, but it was one of those type of services she was playing up, it might've been next door, where she recommended a different computer guy. And I'm like, great, she's got a computer guy, she recommends whatever. I'm like, then why is she calling me for computer help? Because that guy probably told her to no longer call her or he wasn't calling her back. So she posted a negative review on Yelp for me and said, Adam charges too much, he's a prima donna. Ouch. And uh, he wouldn't come to my house because I recommended another person on next door. I thought, Okay, I'm okay with that. That's a two. It was a two out of five star, which I'm like, oh, two out of five star. That's horrible. Then I looked at her other reviews on on Yelp. And they're all the same. And there were twenty plus reviews. It is almost like a one of those Jay Leno, you know, fake newspaper article story things. Every rest, every place. I'm sure there's like a who's who of Dunwoody where she has blasted them in the in the Yelp. It's it's like one star. One star, one star. I thought two stars, she was treating me with, with <laughs> kid gloves. Maybe she wants me to come back. Well, you were her neighbor, so, you know. I was her neighbor. That's worth one star. <laughs> and then I moved. Yeah, exactly. I got one star for being across the street. She's going to edit it now, down to one star. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's so, crazy. Sometimes We got a one star review one time because the lady, we, we're in Lawrenceville, and she is in downtown Lawrenceville, which is like, you know, six miles away or something. And we wouldn't deliver to her, and she gave us one star for that because she was outside of our delivery zone. I was like, come on now. That's not My favorite are the one-star reviews where they meant to do a five-star review, but they pressed the wrong button. Yeah. It's like, get a good... the best food I ever had. I'm like, wait a second. This guy gave him one star. But I don't know. I guess you can't go in there and edit it. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, that, that's good. I mean, and, and most of those services are going to die off, I think. Yeah. Nextdoor looks like it's starting to get a really good hold of that type of business. And Yelp is, is fine. But I think people are realizing that a large percentage of those reviews are completely fake or they're trying to get um, free stuff or, you know, or they're the competitors trying to push right. down the business. Yeah. So nothing beats word of mouth. Yep. And I get a ton of, of word of mouth. So, you know, um, I have, I booked two more jobs today for tomorrow that are both referrals from, it's great, it's from multiple people to one person. Mm. So she's like, you, my friend Meredith, my friend Sally, whatever, use you and wanted to, as I said, you, you people always need computer guys. I mean. Are they trying to recover Bitcoin or something? <laughs> no, we haven't had any, haven't had any Bitcoin issues. Have, uh, have had a few, um, you know, it's that 1-800 scam, you know, pop-up windows that says, you know, your computer's been infected with the Z-Lob virus or the Zeus virus or whatever. And so people call me up, they're like, Adam. And I'm like, hold down your power button for 10 seconds and the computer will shut off. Start the computer up normally. You're fine. What? And then they'll call me back and say, I did. It didn't work. I said, did you count to 10? Well, I held, I held on the button and it went dark. I said, that's sleep mode. You got to hold it down a little bit longer. It'll crash the computer. Start up normally. You're fine. And they're fine. Yeah. But everybody thinks that their uh, their problem is unique to them. What's the, uh, what's the most awkward thing you've like? Because there you are. You're in someone's personal space on their computer and maybe they didn't clean up everything. Is, uh, have you ever run like where you're like, oh, I shouldn't have opened that folder, but I did. It happens occasionally, and I don't want to. I don't. I I don't want to get myself in trouble with too too focused of a. It, my, my friends think I should write a book because I, you know I feel like yeah. people's homes are their last bastion of what they think is anonymity, right? So mm -hmm. they're doing stuff behind closed doors 
that, you know, so I go into people's houses that potentially, I wouldn't call them hoarders, but they definitely have uh, a collection uh, of stuff that they really need to start going through. Um, some people have uh, like, a... Really, where's the computer? <laughs> is there a computer the same way? It's just completely oh, yeah. cluttered yeah. with yeah. junk. Yeah, <laughs> if, you're, if your house is like that, if, you're, if, you're, if you've got 75,000 inbox emails... Chances are you're, the rest of your house is not super organized, right? Yeah. It's just it's a nature of your personality, right? Yeah. Um, twenty nine thousand. <laughs> but it takes time to. You have twenty nine thousand emails. Unread emails. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So I tell people, you know what? If you have that one email from whoever, and they're sending you an email a day for every day, that's three hundred sixty five junk emails. If you're not reading them, unsubscribe to them mm. and get that stuff off your. I mean, it's just clutter, and it, you know the more. I mean, on an iPhone, it's not a big deal, but the more, if you have Outlook or if you have Mac Mail or whatever, the more emails that you collect, the harder it is to index and to process those files and takes more space on the on the hard drive or whatever your storage mechanism is. It's not good. One day, I'm just going to delete every email. doesn't yeah. matter if it was good, bad. It'll just be gone. Just tag them all. And we'll, move to junk. And we'll see what happens in my life. You know? I'm sure yeah, you know, at one point survive. I'll be like, shoot, I shouldn't have done that. But <laughs> I had a client the other day had 56,000 emails, and she said, you know what? And we were having an issue with something else. Outlook was really slow. And she's like, well, what if I deleted every email up until this? I'm like, your emails go back to 2013. So you're telling me all of a sudden you're going to want to delete 13, 14, 15, 16, and 17? Yes. Okay. Let's delete them all. It was like 50,000 emails. So they go into deleted. So then you delete them from deleted. You were the last line of defense in her being like, well, should I do this? You're like, yeah, you know what? Just go ahead and do it. Well, and then the, the final thing you have to do is you have to, you know, just deleting an email from Outlook, for example, doesn't delete the email. It just deletes the header that points to the email. Right. So you actually have to go and compact the mailbox which isn't an automated process. You have to, you know, right-click on properties and go to advanced and go to compact now. And that actually strips out the messages from the mailbox. And, you know, watching this mailbox, that was 16 gig, which is a big honking mailbox, shrink down to like a two gig mailbox and made a huge difference in the performance of her computer. Yeah. And most people don't know how to do that or don't ever think about doing that. We call your business Dunwoody PC, but how many Macs do you work on? Probably 20% of my business is Macs. What do you use personally? Uh, right now, I have a so I'm a computer guy. So I have a 23 inch all in one that was recovered from a client where the hard drive died, and she said, "I'm done with this computer." Um, she goes, "You can have it." I was like, "You don't want it?" She's like, "No, I'm done." I, I said, "I can put a new hard drive in it. I can put a solid state disk hard drive SSD in there. It'll be the best computer I ever had." I don't want it. Okay. So I, I said, "Can I have it?" She said, "Sure." So she gave it to me. I went and put a 500 gig SSD in it, put Windows 10 on it, and it boots up in 10 seconds. Yeah. And it's probably five years old, four or five years old. So that's what I run. Um, and then um, uh, now my wife has the the small PC that's about the size of two pieces of toast that she has a dual 27-inch monitors plugged into. Uh, she works out of the house, and she's got the standing desk from Ikea where you push the button and it goes up and down. How often does she actually stand at it? She does probably two hours a day she stands. Oh, that's not bad. Well, she used to actually have a treadmill desk. Ooh. It's in the other room now. We won't talk about that. But the, <laughs> As the, most treadmills are. It's, it's for sale it, on well, next it's, door. It's the treadmill desk where, where it's just a treadmill that doesn't, it doesn't raise or lower. So it's just, it's like you're, a, you're, you're, on, a, uh, you're a, uh, on a habit trail, basically. And it just kind of, you just kind of walk slowly at like a one mile per hour as you're working your entire day. And I couldn't do it. And she just got tired of it. And it wears you down. So she, she stopped doing that. But uh, but no, the the customers that I go see all the time, some are, you know, it's the 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 weird stuff is, you know, cookies are cookies are fun. So you know, if you have advertisements on your in your in your web browsers, it's because it's tied to the websites that you go to. Right. You know, if you like cars, you're going to see more car ads. <laughs> if you like, you know, wine, you're going to see more wine. Which ads. I think is a good thing. When you like, 
when you like looking for Russian war brides, you have Russian war bride ads. It's just <laughs> yeah. the nature of. And so people go, I can't get rid why, of them. I don't know why these ads are here. I'm like, I know why these ads are here, but that's fine. Um, you know, if they're if they're all related to the latest pornographic uh, stuff. Yeah, it's because. Oh. But cookies in general, you think are like I think cookies so don't bother me. Cookies have gotten a bad name recently, especially with all these sites now that say, "Hey, do you accept our cookies?" Right, because of the, the UK or the European oh, regulations. It's terrible. So yeah. it's not a big deal, you know. You know what? And I have I go to people's houses where they've actually turned off cookie recognition, and, and it causes more problems. It does because there's certain websites that rely on cookies to function. And if you turn off the ability for the computer to recognize those cookies, well then, and they go, "Why do I have a problem?" I go, "Why are you turning off cookies?" I hate them. Well, why do you hate them? You know, some cookies are good. Like if I go to CNN, or at least it used to be like this, the first thing it asks you is, do you want to have CNN domestic propaganda or international propaganda? Just kidding. That was not a political statement. <laughs> oh, and, way to go. That's uh, all man, political. Okay, there's, there, we have about five more minutes. <laughs> and, uh, and it asks you, and then it restores that in a cookie. So the next time you go to CNN, it doesn't prompt you again for, for uh, you know, where you, what are you most interested in. And so that's to me, I don't have a problem with that. But the old days were, you know, and I could tell the age when somebody was raised on technology because it's like, well, my computer's still slow, but I, I, I deleted all the temporary internet files and, and, and deleted the cookies and it's still, so I'm like, yeah, because computers nowadays don't have the same technological fault in regards. It's the fact that you have 18 toolbars running and you never met something from uh, IAC, MindSpark Interactive that you didn't want to install on your browser is why the thing's so slow. Um, and then search encrypt and all these other things that, you know, especially in the Mac world, you asked uh, what percentage are Mac people. The Mac people still have this attitude that they don't get viruses. And it's totally a fallacy. It's because Mac people um, think I spent $2,000 on this computer. It's not a Windows computer that it's it, it doesn't it works totally differently like a toaster. You know, it's not. It's the same thing. Macs break just as often as PCs break. Um, the issue with the Macs are. Um, and to, to which is definitely a negative is there's not they're not on they're not as workable to replace parts as a PC. So, but Apple's attitude is, oh well, go buy yourself a new Mac. Right. Yeah. Like it's idea. almost like they have a very very poor post sale customer service, <clears throat> especially if it's like two or three years old. They're like, oh well, we have a newer model that does this now. Well, if you don't get the uh, Apple Care, yeah, Apple Care, right? The but if you do get the Apple Care, they're like, here, here's a new computer, have fun. Well, Adam, tell us about Sofa or Soho. Real fast. Sofas. Okay. Soho Office is a retail print shop. We're located at the Orchard Park Kroger Shopping Center uh, around the corner from Los Rancheros, closer to Kroger. Nobody knows that Orchard Park. You have to say Los Rancheros. Okay. We yeah. are at Jet Ferry and there Mount Vernon and Dunwoody Club. <laughs> so we are a retail print shop. We are, uh, we've been there for 14 years. I purchased the business in December of last year. Um, they were a partner of mine where people could drop computers off, and they still can drop computers off, get them worked on with prior authorization. Um, but what we do is we are the community uh, business services store. So there's stuff you can, kind of like calling a computer guy, there's stuff you can do on your copy machine, on your scanner, on your printer. But at some point, you're going to need services beyond what you can do locally. You know, you're, you, you have a thousand pages to shred. Well, your, your shredder is going to burn up. Bring it to us, pay us, we shred it for you. Lamination, we've done a ton of, uh, everybody's getting, everybody 65 and older are getting new Medicare cards. Well, they're coming as cardstock, and for two bucks, we'll laminate them for you. Just stuff like that. And so you don't need us every day, but when you do need a shipping store, we're an authorized shipping center for FedEx and UPS and the post office. And we have a notary on staff, and we are uh, very good people. So great customer service. Drop my computer off there too, right? Absolutely. Okay. So you're and kind so of weaving them together. 
weaving them together because they're just extensions of you know business services that apply to people that work out of their house. Yep. So you'll notarize everything but the stuff you laminated, right? That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it's good talking to you, Adam. Thanks yeah, for coming awesome, in here. Man. Thank Thanks you, guys. It's always a pleasure to be here. Hopefully, we can do this again real soon. Yeah, yeah. let's do it. When I buy sure. my third business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. Um, hit that subscribe button. Give us a review on iTunes. Tell two friends about us. And when you're sitting around the table this holiday season for Thanksgiving and Christmas, the conversation of uh, moving comes up. Maybe somebody needs a real estate agent. Remember, you know a guy.